What's up everyone? We're going deeper into talking about at-home workouts, something that is really important to a lot of people right now with the lockdown that we're facing around the world. And uh, today we're going to be going into how we use calisthenics to really get some serious results. Hey everyone, in case we haven't met, my name's Rad Burmeister. I'm one of the co-founders of Unity Gym and co-creators of the UMS, the Unified Movement System, where we turn driven people into strong and flexible athletes. If you want to know how we do it, grab one of the free blueprints. We've got the Strength Blueprint, the Flexibility Blueprint, and the Nutrition Blueprint. There's a link in the description of this video or podcast wherever you're consuming this content. And... Um, yeah, look, we've got uh, a big show today, a lot of really good stuff to talk about. But I, before we get started, I just want to send some love and some empathy over to Beirut and uh, to anyone uh, who's been over there, any families who uh, have lost any family members. I've, I've just been made aware of, of what's happened. And man, that is tragic. So yeah, we just want to... Um, you know, send out some uh, some some love from us and some some positivity. Uh, what a horrible thing to have to um, uh, experience, and uh, what a tragedy. So today we're talking at home workouts. First thing I want to say, as always, anyone that's watching live, give us a little uh, yell. Hi, Lee. How you doing, Lee Clements? And uh, Yanni, um, who's not in the studio this morning, um, he's in uh, self-ISO waiting for a COVID-19 test result because he's not looking, uh, uh, he's been a bit sick this week. So he's, he's done his um, his duty and gone and uh, got himself uh, tested for COVID-19. So we're just waiting for that. Um, and Yanni's also saying, remember to let the boys uh, know who's on the live comments section. So yeah, please uh, say hi. Let us know who's watching. So today, um, well, I'm joined by Phil, as always. How Hello. are you, Phil? Good. Good? Yeah. <laughs> How was moving yesterday? How was moving? Uh, horrible. Yep. Had to drive, cause putting it in a storage container about an hour and a half away. So there and back and then going again today. So oh, really, really but, again. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Happy to help. Brutal. Hey, Dave Clark has uh, chimed in and said, hello. How are you, brother? Um, well, good to have you back with us, Phil. Um, you, you only came in in the nick of time. I was sitting here thinking, yeah, oh, I, had, no. I have beach volleyball training on in the morning. Uh, so was, yeah. the traffic at the moment, no one wants to get to the bus at the moment. So, yeah. you know, I thought I was like, oh, I have plenty of time. It's like, oh, no. No, no, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's um, uh, yeah, I was sitting here. I was about to say to Richie, you're going to have to change the angle of the camera. Yeah. It's just me this morning. <laughs> so, um, Diane Norbury's just tuned in saying, looking forward to today's content just started. On the at-home workouts today, love the Wednesday routine. That is awesome, Diane. So uh, glad to um, to hear you say that. And I'm going to be talking. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about that this week. So, look, if you um, you know if you if you missed out on yesterday's show, where we're basically you know going to be shifting a little bit of attention this week to talking about at-home workouts again. Um, there are still a lot of people that are in lockdown. One of the states in Australia, Victoria, has gone into the highest level of lockdown that we've ever been in in Australia. Stage four lockdown. Um, it's pretty full on. So yeah, we want to talk about what you should be doing if you're if you're at home and if you're if you're one of those people. Now you know the the um, the big mistake that that we're seeing with a lot of at home workouts is that most people are trying to to entertain when they create an at home workout. And what I mean by that is. You know, there's this notion that we have to do something different all the time. Like, especially when you're when you're a content creator. You know, if you're a trainer and you're you're on YouTube or Instagram. You know, a lot of people are really, you know, trying to wow their audience by showing them something that they've never seen before. And I get it. It's fair enough. It gets eyes. You know, it gets people looking at it. 
but it is far from being the best way to train. And what we firmly believe at Unity Gym and with the UMS and our at-home workouts especially is that you still need to get results. And you basically, you still need to make sure that you're selecting the right exercises, that you're getting enough volume on those exercises, that you're doing things at the right intensity, that you're getting enough recovery on muscle groups from day to day, meaning you're not just, you know, you're not doing upper body two days in a row or you're not doing all over body workouts every single day. Um, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things to think about and you don't need to throw that stuff out the window just because you're working at home. You don't need to just start doing these, you know, exciting, crazy different workouts every day um, just for the sake of it. Um, yeah, so so there, Yanis chimed in and said they were already doing it seriously hard already. Oh, Yanis talking about, yeah, um, yeah over in Lebanon. Um, Greg Gillespie, yeah. morning, brother. Good to see you on the show. Um, so let's uh, let's move into to today's topic, so we don't fluff around too much talking about um, you know the, the the concept of what this week is. So today, what we want to what we want to talk about is that despite the absence of you know all the gym stuff that you've come used to, um, the programming pr principles still apply, and you can still get amazing results with a good program. And Yanni's told me to do this. I wouldn't have uh, done this myself. Hey, Andy Lawson, good to see you on the show. Um, but Yanni wants me to talk about the results that I got in the 12 weeks that we did the at-home workouts because it, it was it was challenging for me. We went from Friday, we got we were open and then we got told on Friday, on Monday, we had to close at midday. So it was very, very quick that we had to make a change. And we decided that we were going to do these live streamed at-home workouts straight away. And I immediately knew that that meant I'd be doing a live streamed at-home workout every day because Richard is the genius that sits behind the camera and makes this show happen. And uh, Yanni's just lazy. He, he doesn't like doing that stuff. No, I'm just joking. Yanni, um, Yanni is, is more um, focusing on the engagement and you know um, chatting to people and writing the content and the emails and everything. So uh, he does his job better in that position and I do my job better in front of the camera. So there I was, all of a sudden, had to do these live streamed at-home workouts every day, and I thought, oh God, this is great. You know, I don't get to do my normal training sessions. Tried to do some of my normal training sessions for the first week after the live stream workout, killed myself. Didn't do it after that. But what, uh, but I embraced it. I really, I, I took it on the chin and I decided, you know, our tribe need this. People around the world need this. So I'm gonna embrace it. I'm not gonna begrudge it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it my all and I'm gonna do it. And the results that I got were phenomenal. Um, you can see from phase one to phase four, if you look at the transformation in my body, there is a significant change in my body composition. I lose a lot of body fat and I build lean muscle. I got a hell of a lot fitter. Um, and if you have a look, Richie's got this picture of me that we took um, shortly after the, um, uh, the, 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 I think it was after the three, 12 weeks of doing the at-home workouts. And I was, this is all I was doing. I was doing these at-home workouts. Um, here and there, I did a, a little bit of extra work in the gym, but not that much, really. And um, man, did my body change. It, it, was, it was huge, the, um, the, the physical transformation. Um, Yanni's saying, my job is to make Rad look good. It's extremely stressful. Uh, good from you, Yanni. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we've got a delay here on the um, on what I actually see. Is that picture up, Richard? Yeah, it's up. Okay, it's up cool. Oh, there we go. Yep. So that, that's probably the best shape I've ever been in in my life. Um, I've, I've never had that much muscle on my body and, and been that lean. I actually put on, um, uh, f I think, about five kilos. Um, I was 85 
kilograms when I started. So that's about 12 pounds, uh, 11, no, 11 pounds um, in 12 weeks. Um, so I was, I, was, I was very lean. I'm still um, pretty much in this shape. I've, um, I haven't been doing as much cardio since we've stopped doing the at-home workouts, but I haven't lost any weight uh, and I haven't really put on any fat. So it was really amazing what, um, uh, you know the transformation I went through. Um, pretty, pr- pretty crazy stuff. Considering that that it was like a, you know, a workout that wasn't what I would have normally chosen to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's something that um, that if you guys embrace it, if you, you know, if, if if you do things the 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 right way, you can see some amazing changes in your body. And what we're going to talk about today is. Um, you know, this concept of using lockdown to level up uh, and embracing change. Yeah, and the thing about that, you know, that whole time is that, you know, you, you, it was planned and each week, it, I mean, each couple of weeks it developed. So it was, it was all progressive. It was following the progressive yeah. overload principles. So, you know, there's like enough stimulus there to actually get an adaptation because you were getting these, you know, this, this proper overload. So yep. that's a real key thing here. And yeah, when like with the, up, the upper body especially, like you can get so much... Uh, yeah, strength improvement from from body weight stuff. So it's huge. Yep. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, and it's uh, you know, it, it was definitely easier to train my upper body um, using traditional methods of training. You know, being able to work in that sort of five to eight rep range um, and and still a- achieve enough. Um, enough volume and enough fatigue to get some real muscle growth. With the legs, we had to get um, creative. Yeah. Uh, I had to do some really tricky things because the legs are, my legs are the strongest part of my body. I've, I've done a double body weight um, back squat at, at my best, which was at the time was 170 kilograms. I was 85 kilograms at that time. Um, and I can very easily get under the bar and do 130 kilograms for you know five to eight reps with, with very little um, prep work for it. So for me, to be able to train my legs at a, at a high enough uh, intensity to see some change, we had to get creative and, and we were using things like 21s and pause reps and um, supersets where we were doing jumping squats, supersetted, and also just massive amounts of volume on the legs, you know, um, several different leg exercises in the same workout. And um, it worked, you know, I didn't lift, I, I did not touch a barbell for squatting or deadlifting for those 12 weeks. And I came out of that and walked straight into my first squat session doing sets of eight reps at 110 kilos, thinking to myself, I'm just going to do 80 or 90. And it was so easy for me. I got straight up to 110. So it's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And look, what I want to talk about is, um, you know, you're in lockdown. It's a situation that's been forced on you. You haven't had a choice, right? We None of us chose this. We it's the state of the world. Um, you know, we're having to do our bit to, you know, to flatten the curve for coronavirus. It's really getting out of control in some countries like, like um, America. Um, in Australia, at least in New South Wales, from what I saw on the news last night, we're really, we're really getting it under control in New South Wales. Did you see that? The measures that they're taking of really flattening it out. There's no new hotspots in, in Sydney. Um, they're saying that if we keep going the way that we are, New South Wales is going to really be in the, in the clear again in, in about another two or three weeks. Um, but there's other, other places where that ain't happening. And um, so we really need to really need to learn how to train at home with no equipment, 
not in a way where it's just like, uh, I kind of feel like I'm just going to do something. No, no, no. In a way where if you did this and only this for the next six months, you would still see significant improvement. Yeah, which is like amazingly powerful outside of even having enforced lockdown. Like if you can like get this power of understanding how to do effective at-home workouts. And that means, you know, suddenly now if you're traveling for work, then your, you know, workout schedule and your um, progress won't be hampered if you, you know, if you just don't like the gyms in your area because it's just not the right sort of viable community for you, then you have this access to, you know, an online community and you can do a really effective workout at home. So I think, you know, try and take the the long-term positive with it where it's like, you know, really empowering you about understanding these, these overload principles. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Listen, I, I, I want to I want to just reiterate something here as well, you know, about my transformation and what I went through. You know, I had to go through a real mindset shift because the truth is, for those of you watching the at-home workouts, you know, you see me on the screen and I'm looking at you and you get to watch me and join in with me and Yanni motivating you. But for me, I was looking at a camera in an empty room. And I'm trying to bring... Rich is there, you know? No, Richie was out here. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Yanni was <laughs> yeah. sitting next to me, but he was off to the side. But yeah. where I'm looking... And Yanni's sitting on his ass drinking a cup of coffee, you know? <laughs> I'm sitting there training at that level of intensity that I was training at. And it was really tough because, you know, if it, there, was, there was a week there or so where we didn't even have Yanni. Um, and that was the hardest by a country mile because I didn't even have anyone saying to me, um, oh, this is what the people are saying on the show and, and everything. And, and it, was, it, it was extra grim in here as well because the, um, the windows blacked yeah, out the as windows well. blacked oh, out. So we didn't even have any natural light coming <laughs> yeah. in here. It was a, it was a really hard experience yeah. to go through. But, you know, there was a mindset that I knew that I had, you know, people that were relying on me. So that, that made me push myself and, and bring it every day, you know. And you guys need to go through a similar kind of shift in your mind. You need to think to yourself... You know, you need to find a way to empower yourself to, to just, you know, shut up and do some bloody burpees, <laughs> as the T-shirt says. You, um, but, you know, you've got those videos of me motivating you and working through it. It's a, it, is a, it is a powerful experience. Don't deny, don't um, underestimate how great results you can get if you, um, if you do those workouts. They were, they were so powerful for me and they can be so powerful for you. And, and one of the big reasons is because of the way that we leverage calisthenics, because calisthenics training is all about body weight training anyway. So when you're at home, the only real challenge was to find a creative way to do pulling movement patterns. So anything that involves pulling, because that, you know, traditionally you need a set of rings or a bar or a barbell or dumbbells. You need some kind of apparatus to do pulling. But we got around that by hooking up a towel into a door frame. And I could still get muscle fatigue on my, you know, big prime movers on my lats and my trapezius and biceps and, you know, posterior delts. I could still get a feeling of, whoa, you know, I've, I've had some work here. And if you look at my... Um, Let's bring up that photo again, Richard. With me, uh, there we go. <laughs> if you there look at go. that photo, you can you can see replace Rad permanently on there with yeah, that photo. But you can see the development in my um <laughs> in in my lats. I've never had big lats before. Um, I was uh I I made a dis look. In all fairness, I there I, I should say there's something else that I did. I made a decision that because of the work that I was doing, that I was also going to really work to try and build muscle. Yeah, there we go. And what I also <laughs> did was I stopped fasting and I started eating five to six serves of protein a day. Instead, <laughs> Richie's covered me up there. I've got a little delay here. So, um, 
So, yeah, it was, in all honesty, you know, it was something that we didn't expect. Um, none of us, especially Yanni, I don't know about Richie, he's, he's always pretty quiet. He never pays me any compliments. But Yanni, uh, Yanni was um, uh, really surprised at the transformation that I went through, and so was I. Um, I was looking at myself in the mirror, you know, because I was training with my shirt off every day, going, Jesus Christ, I'm getting buff here. <laughs> yeah, should have done more um, progress pics, get yeah. the community involved yeah, but, and get... Yeah, I should have, yeah. But even like, you know... People at home, like it was I just, I didn't, I didn't think that I was gonna get. I didn't yeah. think that there was gonna be any notable progress. Yeah. I didn't think it was gonna happen like that. I really didn't, and neither did. Yeah, I remember you saying at the beginning, like, oh well, it looks like I'm getting cardio fit, but that's gonna be about it. Yeah, yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I thought. And man, did I get fit? Jesus, yeah. was I fit at the end of that? And I still am. You know, I, I am still doing cardio training now. Um, so Lee Clements is saying, loved the at-home workouts. Uh, we were all working by ourselves too. You did so well, Rad. Thank you so much, Lee. Greg saying the at-home workouts are amazing. I did 11 weeks, five days a week straight dropped body fat and uh core was super strong yeah how good That's was all Greg. the core training and mike's uh skolnick is saying morning guys the at-home workouts were super effective and the gains definitely transferred over to the gym yeah it was it was amazing it was a really amazing experience because we we're all doing it together and yeah it was cool cool we had people around the world but yeah look i want to talk a little bit more before we finish the show i want to talk a little bit more about um about calisthenics and you know how it works the, the way that you use calisthenics, which is very different to, to weight training, because when, whenever you do resistance training, you use something called overload, the overload principle. And in the most like basic way of describing overload is that if you pick up um, a set of dumbbells and you can do bicep curls for eight reps and you do three sets of that for eight reps and you did that twice a week until after several weeks, it would be different for everyone, you could now do 12 reps with the same weight. And then you go up to the next uh, weight in the dumbbells and you now can only do eight reps again and then you repeat that process again. That's what's called overload. Um, so with weightlifting, it is quite easy because what I just described is, is it's the, that's a really basic way to describe overload, but I think it's a good way to, to, to picture it. So you, you, know, you do a certain amount of reps with the weight and when you can do more reps, you up the weight a little bit, the reps drop back a bit and you just keep going. But with calisthenics, it doesn't work like that. It's actually really, really hard if you don't understand how to use leverage um, to achieve overload effectively. Because you know, when you do a, a program, you're, whoever wrote the program for you tells you, okay, in this phase, you're gonna be doing sets of eight reps or in this phase, you're gonna be doing sets of 12 reps. And then you just choose the weight that allows you to do that amount of reps. So with calisthenics, you've got to get a lot more creative and you've got to use leverage. And leverage is um, uh, something that I'm not even going to, to be honest, I'm not even going to try and describe leverage. Right? Do you want to have a go at it? Uh, cool. I mean, I think it like it becomes less important to get into the nitty gritty physics of it. But basically, like small changes will make massive difference in positioning. Small so changes <laughs> in levers, right? Yeah. So where, you, where your center, where, where, the, where the point of contact to the ground is. So let's say you're doing a, a push-up. Um, the the distance, but if you're doing a push up on your knees, it, it's because of the distance between your hands and your knees, and the fact that less of your body weight is is being supported by both of those points. That that's what makes it easier than if you do push ups on your feet. Yeah, and if you bring your hands further away from your feet, it makes it harder because you're increasing the lever. You're increasing the lever length. So that's a probably a very basic uh, e explanation of how leverage works. But the um, the you know when you understand this you can use callus like i used it very very well in those at-home workouts um and i i achieved overload by each week i would 
you know, put my hands and feet in a certain position or, or um, use leverage because I've got a good understanding at least of how to use it for myself, for my own body. And I do that until I felt like I could do a couple more reps than what I was intending to do. And then I would make it a little bit harder by um, reducing the mechanical advantage from the leverage and then repeat the process again. And by doing that, even without any weights, I was able to uh, really nail um you know, get some amazing gains, build a lot of muscle, lose a lot of fat, um, and get in great shape. And then another way that we also use calisthenics to achieve overload um, is by manipulating tempo uh, and volume. So basically just increasing the amount of reps. So for those of you doing the at-home workouts with me, you would have noticed there were some exercises where every week we did a couple of extra reps. That was usually the lower body ones. If you remember, like um, I remember with those hip thrusts when we started, I was doing like sets of 10 reps, 10 to 12. And by the time we got to week three in peak week, I was doing sets of 16. So that's another way to use overload. Uh, and then I was also um, manipulating tempo by doing slow eccentrics and even pause reps sometimes. Yeah, and the way that the um, sessions where you generally had, you know, it was it was pretty nonstop. So like the rest period changed compared to maybe a gym workout, yeah. like that that was shortened as well, which just, yep. you know, is another way of building that kind of yeah. overload into the into Yeah, the exactly. Well. And, yeah, and there, yeah, there's so many things that we put together that I guess if you didn't understand these principles, you wouldn't really know like the, the genius of what we were doing there yeah. to keep the workout to within one hour. But, you know, as as the volume increases, the reps increases, the rest also decreases. Yeah. And they're both different variables that can be manipulated differently to achieve overload and to get more volume and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it was it, it was very cool. Um, and it you yeah, know, I definitely found that it was like when you do like those high volume squats, and then you, it, it it would just come around so quickly, and you're like, really? Oh my <laughs> god, it was brutal, man. Oh, those leg days. Yeah. Every time Tuesday came around, everyone was like, going, oh my god. Yeah. For me, I don't know if you guys remember when you were watching the live show, but every time we finished that Tuesday workout, the second I did that last rep in the circuit, I was like, yes, it's <laughs> over for another week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good, and um. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something that I want to circle back to the start, what, what we said at the start of this episode, which is the theme for this week, which is, um, you know, don't go for the flashy, shiny next workout that you've never done. It is not necessarily the best option. Um, understanding the principles of a structured program, you know, like what we do in the UMS at-home workouts where, you know, we've really thought about when you do upper body uh, on Monday and then you do upper body again on Thursday. So you're getting those 72 hours rest. Same with lower body on Tuesday and Friday, then straight arm strength on Wednesday. And then if you want to repeat, if you're you know, a high achiever and you want to do that, that uh, sixth workout in the week where you do it again on Saturday. Like there's a, there's a really good thought process behind that. Don't go for the random workout generator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it, it, it just finds you doing the same thing. Like I've seen these random workout generators and I've seen these workouts where people are doing, um, you know, just like an example, like a, a burpee is a really favored at-home workout exercise because it's so good and it's something that we did uh, um, for one of the phases in the at-home workouts. But I used it very specifically. It wasn't done in an upper body workout and then in a lower body workout. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that kills me about like a lot of at home workout challenges where it's like, you know, do 100 push ups a day for a month or whatever. Like, oh, you know, it, yeah. it's just when you don't bring in principles of structural balance between push and pull, if yep. you're overloading structures in, yep. you know, consecutively, like that's just exactly yep. the poor load ma management that we talk about that, yep. you know, causes grief. So, 
yeah, yeah. It's, it's so important to take those fundamental principles of training and then apply it in our home setting yeah yeah and you can do it you can do it we did it really successfully and um you can too so yeah, look, if you start to understand these principles, Yanni said something here. Yanni's saying, in the body, levers can be used to exert a large force over a small distance at the opposing end of smaller exerted force over a greater distance at the other. In mechanics, a lever uh, uh, amplifies an input force to provide a greater output force, which is said to provide leverage. I think Yanni's uh, got, got Google going for him here. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I think, you know, <laughs> we did talk about it because all these people... Um, so Diana's got a question here that we should um, get to before yeah, yeah, we do sure, finish sure, sure. up. So she's saying, I normally do a CrossFit uh, class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm thinking uh, to add in one upper body and one straight arm and one lower body workout on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Does that sound sensible? If I feel fit enough to do both a CrossFit ward and a UMS workout on the same day, I'm wondering if I'm uh, if there is a better order to do them in. Yeah, um, I would okay so there's a couple of considerations the first thing that i'm going to say is before i rag on crossfit the first thing that i'm going to say is if it gets you moving it's great yeah if it gets you exercising awesome the next thing i'm going to say is that i've never yet seen a crossfit program that i thought to myself was smart yeah um, i think that's generally the problem with crossfit it, it kind of en sometimes ends up being a bit of a random workout generator which yep. keeps it fun and exciting and i'm totally all for it if yep. you know if you you love it and you're um, working towards those things. But yeah, I used to do a lot of massages for people who competed at regionals and, and some in the games as well. And like their their structured workouts would be very much around like that they, they, they'd remove like the CrossFit wad and just do like, you know, blocks of how to progress Olympic lifting, how to like increase their cardiovascular fitness and how to like they would, they would structure it. So they'd have sort of peaks in each of yeah. the different yeah. elements of a CrossFit workout rather than just doing the workouts as training themselves. Um, so it is a, is it a tricky one? And yeah, I guess, Diana, if you've been listening to like us discussing why the UMS is a really effective way of doing it is because it's got like st um, structured rest periods and structured sort of um, downtime to get recovery and, and recover. Just, you just got to remember that recovery is when you get your gains. Like that's right. You know, you've got to and give it a stimulus and then you've got to give it adequate um, food, sleep and time to actually get an adaptation. Yeah. To, so. to, to build strength, to build muscle, to lose fat. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that programmed recovery, that programmed rest period, um, not only will you not get even close to the same amount of gains, but you run a higher risk yeah, of injury. Yeah, and then it becomes very yeah. hard to get that kind of load management yeah. we keep talking about for injury prevention, yeah. right? And so, um, yeah, I'd just be lo looking at what the CrossFit what involves because often they end up being a bit more sort of full yeah. body workout rather than specific sort of, you know, push pull that like lower body upper body kind of focus so um, all of, yeah what i would say as well is that now now that we've you know given our little sort of disclaimer on the, the way that we think this would work together is the first thing that i would say is make a decision as to which one you want to see the more significant gains in mm. and then the other one you always do it at a lower level you yeah. know so if you want to go to crossfit and compete and be yeah. somebody that's really going for it then when you do your ums workouts you're really not going to be striving for any massive amounts of, of like you're not going to be lifting as much as you can and yeah. really pushing yourself. You're going to be doing it with consideration to what you did yesterday or vice versa. 
or you do your UMS workouts really going for it, but then when you go to CrossFit, you consider what did I do yesterday? So what I mean by that is, so if you're going to be doing a, you know, one straight arm, uh, one upper body straight arm and lower body on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, which is a great way to do the to use the UMS. That's a really intelligent way to do it. But let's say, so you're going to do bent arm strength upper body on Tuesday. But let's say on Monday, you did a, a CrossFit wad that had a shoulder press in it. Well, then on Tuesday, if you've now doing a workout that has a shoulder press again, and I would do one of two things. I would either not do the shoulder press in that Tuesday workout or do an alternate, alternate um, version, like maybe a, a dumbbell lateral raise, or um, do a severely reduced intensity for the shoulder press in that workout. Um, and the same would be if you did a squat in the Wednesday wad workout, then on Thursday when you're doing your lower body workout, you know, we're gonna really wanna work, watch out with how much you try to squat. Um, what yeah, do you think, Phil? exactly. Like um, Yanni is kind of saying, you know, <laughs> telling us off for for ragging on CrossFit and saying uh, that you know Red doesn't know much about CrossFit, but uh, I think he means ragging there, not raging. But anyway, yeah, he means uh, ragging. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like we're, again, we, you know, we're not CrossFit experts and haven't looked at it in a while, so maybe it has changed to program in a way that the wads kind of makes sense throughout a week. And so if it does do that, then I'd probably recommend just sticking with their structure and doing that, but just taking the principles that you know of. Are what we're trying to teach here and, and apply it to there. But if you start kind of trying to do both at once, um, you know, if your training age is quite um, old, so you've been doing CrossFit for a long time, you'd know the kind of st like effect it has on your body. So you know, like the levels of soreness and you know, the, yeah. like you've got really good resilience from injury because you've done great progressive overload and your, your body feels awesome. And that's, you know, even just doing a, a, a CrossFit ward is sort of like your baseline and you feel totally fine that then you could start, you know, adding in the UMS, I think, you know, go for it. But I just think there's going to be real challenges in trying to get um, both kind of getting through it without injuring yourself and causing like overload injuries um, and also hard to get uh, performance increases because you've got too many competing um, factors that if you, it, it's a, the example I come back to with running quite a lot where there's, um, there's a great study looking at the difference in training intensity and time um, from a like, a professional athlete, elite athlete, and um, novice runner. And basically the novice runners do a whole lot less time and they do a whole lot less intensity, but elite runners and, and professional runners do pretty much the same amount of training. Like, you know, those A-type personalities that go out run, they yeah, like yeah. run themselves into the ground, yeah. you know, five days a week, which is, you know, probably about the same as a professional runner, um, except they just never hit the same intensity peak because they don't have the ability to get adequate recovery. They don't, they can't have the luxury of like a professional athlete to, mm -hmm. you know, eat, good food uh you know sleep 10 hours a day like they have to go to work and have to do that so if yep. you're trying to fit too much in you won't ever hit that same like peak intensity which means you won't get that same like performance adaptation so it's just really key to understand that like doing more is not always better yeah yeah absolutely absolutely like, and yani smart progression is yani's right yani's yani's saying here that i don't know much about crossfit and it's absolutely true i've never done a crossfit class in my life i've done some they're really fun yeah like, I, I think they're really entertaining and, and enjoyable so. i've i've done workouts that are similar to yeah. crossfit that was Those back range when classes used to be yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know but uh, but the, that's me creating something yeah. based on never having gone yeah. to a crossfit yeah. and just looking but you know you, i can i mean uh it's very easy to go on the crossfit 
website yeah. and look at the wads. So I've done CrossFit wads before. Yeah. So that's, you know, um, take it with a grain of salt, what I've said. Um, Yanni's saying UMS and CrossFit are two different methods of training. It's kind of like saying, I want to do CrossFit three days and powerlifting three days. It will be hard to bring them together. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. And that's what my point was. Um, uh, where are we? Is it Diane? Yeah, Diane. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Hard to bring them together without um, without compromising the gains that you're going to have in either of them. But in all honesty, I would I would definitely be bringing some type of uh, the methods that we use in the UMS into what you do because one thing that I can say about anyone that I've met that does CrossFit is they don't do even close to the amount of flexibility and mobility training that we do in the UMS. Um, so yeah, I think in the very least that yeah. that would be but one thing. at the end thing. of the day, you know, if you're training at home, like if it's between you yeah. know, staying like happy and, sure. and, and, sure. and doing what you love, then yeah. <laughs> go for it. But just be aware that, you know, yeah. like the performance and the injury increase risk if you're not yeah. doing smart programming. Yeah, for sure. Hope that helps. Thanks for tuning in today, everyone. We're going to be tomorrow. We're going to be talking about how to progress in lockdown. So we're going to be talking about how to use program periodization, super compensation and progressive overload. So which is really critical um, to see progression. It's, um, you know, today we spoke about how you can use calisthenics and, um, you know, different ways to achieve overload. But we're going to be talking about, um, uh, yeah, how you can progress by using some more advanced um, programming principles. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. And uh, really, thanks for the great um, input as well, everyone that's uh, that's been chiming in here. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, jump on over to Facebook and join our private Facebook group called UMS Movement Mastermind. That's where we record these podcasts live and that's where we're answering all these people's questions here. Um, and uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do the same thing. Good fix, Ali. I was wondering, you know, 17 minutes of stretching is not enough. You have to do 18. <laughs> She's just posted there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If she should do it daily. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you like, it's a great one to do it alone level just you know go through the motions but yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah for <laughs> make sure, sure it's 18 minutes yeah we'll look <laughs> any, anything's better than nothing 100%. honestly if you yeah. start if you start stretching uh, the most important thing with stretching to the most important thing to get your head around at the start is that consistency and frequency is is the is the greatest ingredient yeah so that's why the 18 minute stretching routine was created because it's such a great way in a very short amount of time to to hit uh the majority of the body and the majority of the movements that you need so thanks everyone and uh we will see you tomorrow have a great day ciao health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill that's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that it's far. the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there it's not the intensity there's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.